You're listening to Zap Nights Zap Chats, a monthly video game discussion. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Chats. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. Kaylee, it's October, and hey. it's a, it's officially fall, and we both have colds. Yep, just, <laughs> just in time. Just in Gotta time, yes. Yeah. season off right. Well, maybe if we if we can get it done and over with now, maybe we won't be sick over the holiday season. Oh, that would be nice. No one wants to be sick on Thanksgiving. I know. I, I, actually, it was a year ago Christmas that I oh, got yeah. COVID really bad. Yeah. Oh, it was that was a nightmare. Yeah, I was trying was really to stream bad. while like I could barely talk. I think that was Final Fantasy Eleven, actually. Oh my gosh, oh. it's been a year. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, we played into into this year though, so like we still played a Final Fantasy this year. Yeah, I know. It's just obviously it's not, not as <laughs> it's not as much progress as I would have loved to have made. However, well, we've done been a lot busy. of yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. Okay, so I'm gonna say this now so that maybe I can dedicate it. But I am starting Final Fantasy 12 by the end of this month. I'm starting Final Fantasy XII by the end of the month. If not before the end of the month, at least by the end of the month, I'm starting Final Fantasy XII. I want to be able to, <laughs> to tell people on the next podcast episode that I that we have started Final Fantasy XII. So that's my goal. Um, but yeah, I I came I came down with the cold just a few days ago. I think you've been fighting stuff too. Yeah. It's ugh. Tis the so, season. It is, yeah, for sure. So what have you been playing, Kaylee? Um, not much. <laughs> not much at all. <laughs> same. Same. Honestly, we haven't even played Pokemon a whole lot lately. It's really just been... Yeah. Uh, we, we've had a lot of concerts the past few weeks, which is probably why I got a cold. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things, like, no matter how much you try and keep your hands clean and you don't touch your face, oh, yeah. all it takes is one little, like, something Some yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to get into your system and then you're screwed over. <clears throat> so, well, I will say I did pick up Valkyrie Profile. I did, one. too. I finally have it. Did you get the steelbook? I didn't, but Aww. I, I. <sighs> I didn't I didn't care too much about the steelbook. Like it it looked really cool, but I was really just happy to pick it up. Um I did buy it secondhand on Macari, though it was um still sealed, so it didn't really matter. It's yeah. you know, it's still the the official copy, but yeah, I did buy it. Did you, did you install it on your phone? Ha! <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> I'll never let it go. As you shouldn't. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, Pokemon comes out next month, too. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I really want to play that for a podcast episode, but like, I kind of want to, I really want to start Final Fantasy 12. If yeah. all we do is get Final Fantasy 12 done by the end of the year, I'll be happy, I think. So <laughs> if that can be our goal, we can do Pokemon afterwards, but... Pokemon yeah. and Stray is another one that we really yeah. want to play this year. And then next year we've got um the First Spoken that's supposed to be coming out, which, you know, oh, yeah. that got postponed. 
So there's a lot of games that I really want to play. We just, I have to get my house back in order. <laughs> and it's, it's so close, you guys. Like, literally, my game room has been, like, put together to some degree. Um, so a lot of stuff is, like, functioning. Like, I got the PS5 up and running <laughs> just, like, a couple nights ago. Um, so I, as stuff is like in place, I just need to pick up all the pieces. I've got like tools laying all over the place. I've got like <laughs> video games that need to be organized, but once everything is like put away, I'll finally be able to start relaxing and enjoying the space again and, you know, be playing games, which is what I want to be doing anyway. Yay. Especially. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to ask you if you had any more stuff to buy. Like, are you at least at a point where it's just a matter of putting it back together? Yeah. Um, we went to Ikea and got a bunch of furniture that we wanted to do for displaying some horizon figures that we bought. Um, and that's all like in place and together, but it like, it still needs organized. So, yeah. You know, there's there's work to be done. It's just finding the wellness and the motivation to actually do it. Yeah. And, you know, the past, like I said earlier, the past few weeks, we've been doing a lot of um, concerts. So our time has been limited when we're at home. Yeah. And when we're not, like, out concerting or sick, I'm, you know, trying to catch up on sleep. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's been a mess, but um yeah, still still working on it. We're we're coming along pretty good. I'm excited. I'm excited to have it done more than anything else, yeah. but I'm also excited to be able to actually sit down and play games again cuz it's been far too long. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong, we're still playing video games for the podcast, but it's it's more of a do what you can to get by sort of yeah. deal the past few months, which by the way, our podcast episodes have been doing pretty good. Like Darby, oh, the good. Darby, the dragon that we had just le- this <laughs> last month or it was October 1st, yeah. um, did pretty well. Like I don't, I, I haven't seen any comments or anything, but I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at the people that have actually listened to the episode. So yeah, guys, thank you <laughs> on, nice. on a game that I'm pretty sure no one's heard of, but you know, oh, maybe not. Maybe, I mean, uh, how many games? How many games have you put up for thrift shop games where the people are like, "Oh my gosh, my childhood." Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's what's cool about those thrift shop games, where like people—it's not this well-known game, so the like mainstream YouTube doesn't have yeah. it. Like, no one has played this game because it's a little garbage game, but somebody grew up with that game, you know? Yeah. Like, like us for Darby the Dragon. No one else, the mainstream, you know, main, mainstream YouTube, it just doesn't exist, but yeah. like, we played it as a kid, so... We, we're reviewing it out of nostalgia, but like, yeah, someone else out there may have also grew up with it and enjoyed the game too. Yeah. But I mean, like you, to, to your point, um, some of those surf shop games, same deal. Like we've had quite a few people who are like, oh my gosh, I love this game. I grew up with this game. Thank you for, you know, playing it and let me reliving, you know, what? that little piece, even What's though the most, even though most of the time we're just dogging on the game the whole time oh yeah (laughs) what's the most surprising thrift shop game that has gotten the most traffic that was surprising to you uh party girls (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Party Girls has that was like a sleepover one, right? Where they had all these weird overnight games or whatever. No, it was like oh, it was I think called Smart Girls Party Games or something like that. And it was it had nothing to do for like it wasn't specifically geared towards girls. It really wasn't even party games. It was just like a bunch of random lame mini games, but. <laughs> I've had a lot of people message me on there saying, oh, I grew up with this game and I love it. Thank you for posting it. And I'm like, you're welcome. Sorry I dogged on the game the entire time. (laughs) I mean, you know how it is, though. You look at some of these things that you know is garbage, but it's still nostalgic. And you watch and you're like, yeah, that's fair. It is pretty garbage, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We were dogging on the game for good reason because it wasn't great, but... You know, somebody grew up with that game, so they yeah. they enjoyed it. Speaking of being sick, uh, we were kind of talking about this topic earlier. Um, video games that we played while we were sick as kids. Oh, Damn. man. I, I don't think I actually have any stories. I don't remember any funny st- Like, I think most of the time that I've ever was sick enough to be at home, I was sleeping yeah. or playing Pokemon. Right. And otherwise, I was watching The Price is Right, as most American children would be doing <laughs> when they were sick at that Pri- time. <laughs> Price is Right, and then, like, Jerry Springer that was on at, like, noon or something. And then, Maybe like, some Jeopardy in there somewhere. If you if you flip the channels long enough, you'll find, like, Days of Our Lives. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, oh, no, mom watches this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. You got any fun sick stories for I guess, us you, would, I guess, you wouldn't even tell me you're like oh, i gotta save this one for the podcast uh it's <laughs> it's more just that like well i had a few instances where i faked being sick just so that i could stay home and play oh, video games yes. and because i was a kid and i'm sure it was obvious that i was faking that i was being sick one of the parents <laughs> would stay home from work and have to like babysit me yep. and they would check on me every couple minutes. So like, I couldn't just like play video games because they kept checking on me. So like <laughs> I had to just sit there and lay in bed all day and I'm like, crap, this didn't work out to the way that I wanted oh. it to. I wanted to sit and play final fantasy seven all day, but unfortunately I have to sit and watch the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, you you actually taught me how to pretend being sick. <laughs> sounds sounds like something I would do. I was in kindergarten. I re- I don't know how I remember this, but I do. You told me all you gotta do is just spit up in the toilet and then go tell them that you threw up. And so I remembered my little tiny brain was just like okay. So I went into the bathroom <laughs> and I spit in the toilet. And I spit again. And, like, no one's coming in, like, asking if I'm... Oh, I think you told me to cough, too, or something. Oh, and, like, yeah. no one checked on me. <laughs> you're like, if you stay in there a long time, they'll ask you what's wrong. You'll tell them that you're not feeling good, and then you'll go home. <laughs> I don't and remember that never this, worked. But... <laughs> I don't you were very this. good explaining, like, what I was doing. It was just, like... And then you magically are home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something stupid I would have done as a kid or told you as a kid. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I will say this. My kid now wants to stay home to play games instead of going to school, strictly because he wants to play games. 
And like, I am now finally at the point where I've got to be careful because he knows the like, oh, my tummy hurts. And I've got to actually figure out now. I've got to, I have to be a parent basically. Now I realize all the trauma (laughs) put my poor mom through. She's sitting there trying to figure out if she's a bad mom or not sending me to school because she's like, she might not be really sick. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember when I was a kid, my mom saying, you know, it, you go to school and if your tummy still hurts while you're in yeah. school, you go to the nurse and she'll have, have me pick you up. So like that was, that was always the deal. And then I would go to school and be like, my stomach hurts. And the teacher's like, sit back down. <laughs> so like it wouldn't even work. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Yeah. It's true. She did that to all of us. Unfortunately, I think um, for us, <laughs> Speaking of uh, video games in school, uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with um, Donkey Kong Country. And remember how we were always stuck on that first winter level? Yes. I actually spent like several weeks at school, like doodling the entire level so that I could try and learn how to how to make it through that level. I remember you saying that. Yeah, (laughs) I remember you saying that. I remember drawing it out, and I wish I still had that because it was fantastic. I'm sure. I I'm mom gave me a whole bunch of uh, like old books and stuff that i had when i was a kid i feel like i looked through most of it for anything that was entertaining but i didn't see much but i'm willing to bet it's probably in there somewhere (laughs) i just i remember taping all the pages together and oh wow you went like in the detail oh yeah like hardcore like every page was a different like section of the of the map of that level He's in the middle of math. Like, and this is more important. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get through this Donkey Kong level. I mean, to be fair, I remember being stuck on that level too. And we would just do it over and over and over and over. And now I can go through it like a few tries and it's, it's fine. Yeah. Well, we're adults now, but <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. as kids, that, that level was like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> too funny. Oh, yeah. I I think the only game I really remember wanting to play when I was sick was, like, Pokemon. But it was always handheld. Well, I mean, most of them are. I think they're all handheld now. But, you right. know, it was uh, I, it, it was easy to play in bed because you were in bed, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I remember a few late, late, late nights. Um, like, I would specifically wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to sit and play Pokemon especially after gold and silver came out because yeah. gold and silver had the like time stuff. So yeah. it was like, I would make it to a new town and a new route. And I would then like, I would go to bed somewhat earlier, like normal, normal kid time, like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. And then I would get <laughs> up at like four or five in the morning while it was still dark in the game so that I could catch the nighttime yep. Pokemon because I was so excited to see what the next Pokemon would be. Uh, I, I miss that excitement. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, Aww. oh, what's the next regional Pokemon going to be? Like, oh, it's it's a, you know, Hoswayan Geodude. Great. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I, it, 
I at least have appreciated some of the Pokemon that they have done lately, but you know, it's still not, it doesn't have that same like excitement of what is this next Pokemon going to be like it was back Uh, then. I think part of the, here's the thing back then when gold and silver came out, you only had the first 150 Pokemon that's that was it. We're now now that we've played all of these games, there's a lot of Pokemon that even the games that I had played in the past as a kid, I don't remember all of them because right. there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're up over a thousand now and yeah. you know, yeah, I recognize most of them, but every now and then they drop a new like in Pokemon Go. It, it's easy oh, yeah. to talk about that because we play a lot of it. Yeah. But in Pokemon Go, they'll drop a new Pokemon, and I'm like, I don't even recognize this guy. Yep. Who is this? What, what region is this from? Same, yeah. That's it's happened quite a bit. Although I have to say, it helps me remember yeah, that's <laughs> who true. they are. What's funny but, like, is Pokemon Go Pokedex has turned into like my personal Pokedex. Yeah, like I reference <laughs> it a lot. Like I'll open up my Pokemon Go Pokedex to like you know, view stats and yeah, to yeah. View, like, you know, height and weight stuff. And yep. it's, it's weird. I, do too. <laughs> I mean, it is a glorified Pokedex. It is. I, yeah, I, it totally it, is. It really is. It's nice for that purpose. In my opinion, anyway. it is. Yeah. I, it's yeah. funny that they don't have just like a Pokedex app that just has all the yeah, Pokemon in there with all I the like too. information, like Bulbapedia, but like, like an official well, one. Like I feel probably, like Nintendo should release or Pokemon company should release like an official Pokedex app that has, you know, if you're playing diamond, I want to know where that Pokemon is. And, you know, just like all the Bulbapedia yeah. information, but in an app that is like official, you know, but then it would make the games I, I think maybe from their perspective, their argument would be it would be making the game super easy because you just look at your phone and I, well, don't I mean know. I I would otherwise do that anyway. Why not do that through an That's official true, Nintendo yeah. app? Do you remember the little handheld Pokedex? I'm sure I you still have, have it. it. Yeah, I yeah. still have it. I love that. I thing. actually uh, before Zack Knight started up, I actually had given you that because Mom had given it to me. Yeah, I think it was Mom. Anyway, um. It, it was a calculator too wasn't it i think it had a calculator built into it yeah i i loved that they did that they need to do something like that again i i think they've had multiple iterations oh, of they? that yeah oh, i'm pretty well. sure i have a few of them or had a few of them where it was like you know the po it was it was the pokedex but it was styled after like you know yeah. gold and silver diamond and pearl so like it looked like the pokedex in those games instead of oh, just oh maybe yeah you know huh yeah I don't know. i've i've had a couple of them but that one i'm keeping that, that was, one yeah <laughs> <laughs> the other ones i don't care so much about but i'm keeping that one oh yeah i get it <laughs> it's all that stuff, it's its crazy now that we're at an age where stuff in our childhood is worth so much more money now because, yeah. you know, well, nostalgia. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, me and Lori actually went to a thrift shop or um, an antique mall the other day. And we were, we were there looking for postcards, but while we were there, I ran into a, an old, like, toy that I played with when I was real young. Yeah. And 
it dawned on me that this is why people enjoy going to these places. Yeah. Not because they want to buy this old stuff that is, yeah, maybe it's it's worth a lot of money, but more so that it's almost like a mini museum for like your yeah. old childhood toys. And like we're getting to that age now, we're walking through those places. That stuff is vintage i mean it just is like yeah these toys they're 30 years old people can't find these anymore so now they're in antique malls so it's fun to go through and see some of these old toys and you know reminisce a little bit and you know beanie babies and you know different uh ninja toys and stuff that i had when i was a kid it just brings back some fun memories the true treasure is when you've unlocked a memory that you didn't even know existed. That's how it was when I found this toy. So, okay. Aww. It was like, it was like this tall action figure. I didn't, I didn't take any note of what it was. I just, I saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had this, but it was this tall, like buff guy action figure. He kind of looked like the doom guy or like a halo guy, I guess. Yeah. But then like his helmet had like a visor and inside the visor was like a pixelated um, screen. And you could like, you put batteries in this thing and he had buttons on his chest that you could press and interact with the guy on the screen. And he would like make different faces and he would say, (laughs) you know, a couple like garbagey lines or something, you know, but like you could interact with this action figure who would make different faces because he was like, you know, digitized in some way. His face was digitized, but yet his body was like, you know, muscular, you know, doom guy (laughs) body. But yeah, just there was something about it. I don't I don't remember honestly, I don't remember even having it as a kid, but I either I must have played with it or one of my friends had it or yeah. you know, something. It it triggered one of those unlocked memories yep. that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe this. It was it was similar to like an uh Stretch Armstrong, but it was like a digital thing, you know, like a Tamagotchi yeah. but like G.I. Joe. <laughs> well, I had um I had a little uh, teddy bear with a little digitized face. I think they were called like e-babies or something weird. That it sounds weird now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I love that, and I actually looked it up on. I mean, it, they're not terribly expensive, but like eighty dollars is a little expensive. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, shoot, Tamagotchis, like yeah, old yeah. school original Tamagotchis. We were we're selling them for like <laughs> eighty to a hundred dollars per tamagotchi like they're they're insane yeah and you can rebuy them now but yet these old original versions are still going for a lot of money it's it's so bizarre to me i mean i guess it's fine i mean you know these old things you can't find them anymore people played with them to death and they got old and gross or broken so like you can't find them but you know for me yeah. it was just something that i found at the thrift shop and i'm like oh it's a tamagotchi this is fun yeah. that i brought it home and we played with them you know but uh, it's just crazy nostalgia man i know is, well and that's where the price is, is. that's where the price yeah. tag is like people are playing on that yeah. nostalgia like if you want this from your childhood you're going to pay whatever I put on it. You know, you're not going to care. I mean, really similar with video games too. You know, if you played Metroid as a kid and you want Metroid now, like the original Metroid, you're going to pay whatever it takes. Like if you want it in a box or whatever, you're going to have to pay that extra price for, you know, a box that 
it's limited copies now. They're they're never gonna make that box again. You know, you're not you're never gonna have no. the original box. So like you gotta pay whatever the price tag is because there's only so many copies in the world. Granted, it's still a lot, but you know, it's limited. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there was a place in town that recently just burnt down. It was a record store. Oh yeah. And um I was I was thinking how sad it is because that record store actually sold video games too. And, you know, all those video games and records and, you know, vintage stuff is gone. Gone. Yeah. And, you know, the price of every single item that was in that 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 store, everything all the other copies just went up a little bit because those are gone. You know, they're yeah. they're not yeah, they could reproduce them, but it's not the same. Like they're yeah. It's missing that uniqueness of this was the original. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you can make a reproduction car of Mario, but it's not the same as yeah. owning an original copy of it. So, you know, all, everything that was in that store just went up in price just a little bit. And every right. time, you know, grandma throws away that nin- box of Nintendo games yeah. from the basement, <laughs> the price of all those games goes up just a little bit more. So, you know. Yeah. That's that's what people are paying for when you know when you're buying those old vintage games. That's that's what you're paying for is that rarity and that nostalgia. Absolutely. You know you have to you have to balance if it's worth it or not to you. And sometimes, sometimes it is. Well, and that's that's the cool thing about being a collector. At least when I started, when I started collecting, you know, basically when the podcast started, like hardcore collecting yeah um i was collecting anything and everything and eventually you know i had a collection of all the games that i had as a kid and then so much more so you know going back through now and selling a lot of my collection i'm able to keep everything that i had as a kid but i i look like in my listing of prices and stuff the stuff that i'm keeping is worth a lot of money because a lot of these people like those games too they were good games all of the you know donkey kong series all the final fantasy series you know there's a lot of games in there that are worth a lot of money still or now that maybe weren't (laughs) worth so much you know five years ago which is crazy but i mean covid did a lot of weird things to everyone. i mean it's true how much do you think donkey kong is worth now an um, SNES copy. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, I'd say like thirty to forty bucks. I picked it up for six bucks a few years ago. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's just but how the time, market is. Yeah. Well, and being an adult and just you know, I don't know. It's just part of growing up, I guess. It makes you wonder what what our parents what they see and think. Oh man, that's part of my childhood. Oh, I can't believe it's this expensive now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Know. Yeah, I'm sure that it's it's similar. I think that there's less people actually collecting, though. But I could be wrong, yeah. you know? I oh, mean, a lot yeah. of those, like, G.I. Joes and, you know, old old toys, those old vintage toys that I can't name because I didn't grow up with them. But, well, you know, they're, they're worth a lot a of A lot money. of people carry on, like, their parents. It's like... Like some some kids are really into Star Wars because their parents were into Star right. Wars and all that, and I'm sure that a lot of it's, I 
I don't think the traditional things are being collected as much, like stamps. Like, you don't ever hear anyone talking about stamps anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, (laughs) it's just... But, I mean, maybe that was a nostalgic thing back then. I don't know. I don't collect stamps. Nor do I know anyone who collects stamps. Yes, you do. (laughs) I do? Oh, yeah. Lori, Lori has gotten into collecting stamps now. Oh my gosh, I have some stamps for you. <laughs> she has some stamps I have for you. Grammy's stamps. Grammy's stamps. <laughs> yep. Wow, yeah, so we we recently... I forgot got... she was, she just got into that. You can't be mad at me no, I'm for not, saying I'm, that. I'm not she mad at you. She just started. I've been, we've been sick. <laughs> I just found it really, really funny because we just recently got into doing post crossing, which is yeah, it's it's this um, it's kind of it's a website that you sign up and you can send postcards to anyone in the world, and then you receive a postcard from someone in the world. It's not always the same person. You're, you rarely would get the same person twice. But um, the fun of it is sending out postcards. Well, because you have to send out postcards, you need postage and you need postcards. So we've been spending a lot of time lately going to, you know, antique malls Uh. and, you know, interesting places around town to buy postcards, but also collecting stamps. So it's funny that you mentioned stamp collecting. (laughs) Nobody does stamp collecting. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's it's growing. Give it, you know, the way that we set trends i say give it like three four years and post post crossing is going to be a big deal and everyone's going to be buying vintage stamps or something crazy oh never mind i don't have any stamps for you then oh (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny well i mean it is true that um it is almost kind of like a trend like trends like that yeah they they, they resurface they tend to come back around yeah it's funny because i would never have thought uh, i i would have never realized how collecting stamps how interesting (laughs) collecting stamps is and i'm sure that it's the same with collecting video games for somebody else you know like they only make certain styles like the U S government only makes certain style stamps and they are only around for a certain amount of time. And they have, you know, only so many, so many iterations of that, you know, design or whatever. So if you want, you know, say they had, they recently had a Harry Potter set. Like if you want the Harry Potter set, you have to either buy the set while it's available or, or if you miss the set while it's available, you have to find it online. It may be have gone up in price. Or if you're going to collect that set, you could, if you're in some sort of, you know, uh, pen pal or whatever, yeah. you could collect those stamps as you get those postcards in and save those as part of a collection. So I can see where that would be interesting, but like it sure. never crossed my mind <laughs> that that would be that. I it never crossed my mind the reasoning behind it, but I'm sure that that's the same with video games. Like people are just like, Oh, those are just video games. Well, yeah, but every single game has its own story. It has its own yeah. world. And if you want to be part of that, you kind of need the game to be able to enjoy that. Where if you don't have the game, you kind of can't. I mean, it's a little different story now because everything is digital, but you know, same concept. Well, it kind of ups the values on a lot of stuff, though, with it all being digital. Yes and no. I mean... I mean, who 
we do, do we even print books anymore at this rate? Right. Well, and that's that's kind of where I'm going with it. Like, why would you buy a strategy guide when you have the strategy guide online yep. for free? But like if you want the strategy guide from a collector's perspective, there's so few people that have them because they didn't buy them. They didn't need them. So like, it's this weird, like flux situation, you know, with video games as a whole, because like you can like, especially PlayStation and back Nintendo 64 and back, like all of those older, um, game systems, are all easily played on the Raspberry Pi. Why in the world would you need a copy of Valkyrie Profile when you yeah. could just play the game on a Raspberry Pi and have the exact same experience? Well, some people just enjoy it on the original hardware. Yep. And if you want it on the original hardware, there's so few copies to be able to pick up, so you have to pay the $300 to have an original copy. So, you know, it's, it's just this funny, like game of cat and mouse you know on on how the prices work and you know the rarity of items and uh, it's it's crazy you you mentioned strategy guides i mean there might be a realistic possibility where strategy guides are just not existent anymore yeah you know it's you bring that up at an interesting time because final fantasy 16 is you know in some state of being released I mean, obviously, there's no official, like, date yet, but we're getting close to one. And I have uh, the game and a strategy guide for every single Final Fantasy game that's come out thus far. And I have a place for Final Fantasy 16 on my wall, on my Final Fantasy shrine. And it's going to look really weird if there's no strategy guide to go with it. And it really has nothing to do with me wanting that guide as a piece of, uh, you know, gameplay. Like, I don't need the guide to be able to play the game. If I need to look something up, I just Google it like everyone else. But it's having that piece of art, that piece of the game that, you know, goes with my collection. Look at manuals. Look at the gaming manuals, how they phased those yeah, out. Well, yep. now if you want to sell something online, the game manual actually does make a difference now. Right, yeah. You're yep. having and an you, intact manual. You could you could sell the manual on its own. You don't even oh, yeah, need absolutely. the game to go with it. Well, if you can sell the case, you can absolutely sell right, the manual. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to come a day where there will be no physical release of video games anymore. It's just going to be digital only your mouth. I know. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to face that reality either, but it is, it's coming and it's going to be sad when I can't put final fantasy 17 on the wall anymore because it just doesn't exist for me to put up there. That sounds weird. Yeah, I know. Final fantasy 17. (laughs) Yeah. Super weird. 20. Oh, Oh yeah, that'll be rude too. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I was looking up pre-order bonuses for Pokemon coming out next month, and there's like one. Yeah, depends. And I think, That's oh, it. Pokemon Center is just doing like digital content. All, all, almost all of them are. I think the only thing I ever found was GameStop. I think it was doing uh, pins if you bought both the games. Oh, and you know, GameStop is a. Uh, 
GameStop. Having a crisis right now, so. <laughs> I've never been a fan of GameStop. If you guys have listened to some of our podcast episodes in the past, <laughs> you'll know I do not like GameStop. I never really have. Um, so, like, yeah, if I can avoid I, giving GameStop any of my money, I absolutely will. Truthfully, at this rate, I mean... GameStop has really not been, in my opinion, hasn't been doing the best the last few years. Like, I, I, it would not surprise me whatsoever if they just stopped existing. Well, you know what I mean? It kind of goes back to the death of physical. Like, yeah. you know, there is no need for GameStop because people aren't buying physical games anymore. It's just, it's the sad reality of what's going on right now. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. (laughs) There is no need for pre-orders because people are buying the games day one. Like, why would you pre-order a game that you're going to get on digital day one anyway, if not midnight release? So, yeah, it's it's a weird world that we're rolling up on. It's kind of sad because, like, my kid won't experience some of those feelings that I had. And I feel like a big part of my journey as being a mom has been recreating those feelings and moments for my own child and i can do it with some things but certain things i can't anymore because it's just not a thing anymore think of it this way though those realities those feelings weren't something that our parents taught us or gave to us so he will have those feelings and those those moments on his own and he'll have that same feeling when he grows up too where he'll want to pass that you know that same feeling of opening up a video game brand new you know sitting down and picking it up at the store at midnight and being so excited to get home and throw it yeah. in your PS2 and watch that opening cut scene. It's just, uh, it's not going to exist anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yep. Well, do you got anything else you want to talk about before we end it? Nope, I think we're just going to go home and take our NyQuil. Yep, that sounds wonderful. (laughs) Divine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this podcast episode while we rambled on about nostalgia and whatnot. Um, Our next podcast episode is going to be a video game. I'm not entirely sure what. It'll probably be maybe Return to Zork if we can get that game done. Um Otherwise, we'll, <laughs> we'll find something that we'll throw in. However, Final Fantasy tw- Final Fantasy Twelve <laughs> is coming. I promise. I promise. We are going to start working on it by the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>